Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Friday, February 3rd. Nineveh arrived. Today's scripture reading is found in Jonah chapter 3, verses 2 through 4 from the message translation, which reads, Jonah started off straight for Nineveh, obeying God's orders to the letter. Nineveh was a big city, very big. It took three days to walk across it. Jonah entered the city, went one day's walk, and preached. In 40 days, Nineveh will be smashed. This is God's word. Nineveh arrived. So Siri would tell Jonah when he finally reaches his divinely appointed destination. If he had had an iPhone, of course. This arrival was a long time coming with a journey to the ends of the earth as well as to Helen back again, delaying his arrival. But now at last, here he is. Arrived. And as he pierces the city gate, which is what the Hebrew literally says he does, He begins his preaching journey into this great city of Nineveh, which, as the story goes, was a journey of three days. All right, first, a word about that. A day's journey in biblical parlance is between 18 to 22 miles, depending on how fast or slow your pace. So let's call it an even 20 miles. A three-day journey would therefore be 60 miles, if taken literally, which means we are perhaps bumping into another metaphor here. Here are the facts about Nineveh, whose ruins we can visit and whose circumference we can measure. That circumference is 12 kilometers, or just over 7 miles, which is ironically the same as the distance to the bottom of the Mariana Trench, the deepest depth of Earth. I find that a delightful coincidence. A 7-mile circumference enclosing some 18,000 acres would take, well, a solid 15 hours to rock across from one end to the other which suggests we are running into another metaphor, unless the journey of three days reflects shops and bazaars in which you can continually get lost in for days. But I can't help but call attention to the parallel between the two great journeys in the Jonah story, the journey through the great city of Nineveh and the journey to the heart of the earth after he's tossed over the side of the ship into the storm. Both were three-day journeys. Both took Jonah somewhere he really didn't want to go. Both were journeys which, for Jonah, took him to hell and back. Having traversed the journey to the dreaded netherworld, Jonah is now challenged to traverse the journey to the ultimate other world, that 18,000-acre other world, effectively defining his current prophetic parish. Welcome to hell, Jonah, your new parish. And you'll notice that he only made it one-third of the way in before commencing an angry retrograde movement out of the city and up on an overlooking height. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Right now, let's stand with Jonah in his new prophetic parish, which, considering their violent, fish-slapping ways previously explored in these devotions, meant that these were streets decorated with severed heads in various states of decomposition, and lined with rotting corpses impaled on pikes, and perhaps an enormous pile of footwear from exterminated outsider populations, like the enormous pile of shoes on display in the Holocaust Museum in Washington, D.C. What a place to pastor. 
As Peterson observes in his book on Jonah, when Jonah enters Nineveh, he becomes a pastor. Nineveh is a place on the map in a way that Tarsius is not. Tarsius is a dream, a vision, a goal. Nineveh is mappable, has dust and dirt in the streets, is full of the kind of people you don't particularly want to spend the rest of your life with, and locates a defined task. I remind you that Jonah in Nineveh is not an ideal pastor. Jonah is not an ideal anything, but he is a pastor. The Jonah story is gracious in that it does not give us a pastoral model that is oppressive by its weight and demands. Jonah in Nineveh is surly. He's there out of obedience and obedience alone, a reluctant, bad-tempered obedience, but still obedience. He is there, not in Tarshish, not someplace else, but the place that has a name, Nineveh. So as we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder, what is the most unsavory, undesirable place in which you have been placed to live and be and do? Where do we find the resolve and grace to root into our Nineveh, being present in it and to it? Nineveh, Lord, I confess, I don't want to be here. Give me the far-off imagined shores of Tarshish over the disturbing and wearing realities of this Nineveh to which you have summoned me. Don't be afraid. I have many people in this city. I hear you saying it as I scratch my head and wonder, where, why, how, and how long? Help me to see my Nineveh as you do. Help me to see it for its possibilities and the unrealized potential of 120,000 innocents that I can so casually walk right by and also much cattle. Help me to see, Lord, and help me to stay, to be, right here in my Nineveh. Through your mercies.